it started off slowly because after all, how often do you tell other people about your dreams? Indeed, it was several days before the public at large became aware that they were all dreaming the same dream. One of the people that really brought it forward and were the college students. That's Hassan. Because they had, and as everyone in the city had, but dreamt of a squirrel falling out of a tree and landing right on a coffee, on a table of a coffee shop. And then these two college students were sitting at a coffee shop there, and a squirrel, just by happenstance, fell out of the tree onto their coffee shop, or onto their table. The first one, Emily, said, oh man, that's crazy, that, that, that happened in my dream last night. The person she was with, Phil, said, wait, really? That happened in my dream last night, too. Someone overheard them and said, wait, did a squirrel just fall on your table? That happened in my dream last night, too. And suddenly they realized that everybody at the coffee shop had had that dream the night before. And they caught around, and pretty soon they realized that it seemed like everybody in the city had had that dream. And then people started checking, comparing notes with each other more. Realized that for a couple of weeks now, every night, they'd all been having the same dream. Not the same one over and over again. It was different every night. But everyone was dreaming in unison. How strange it was. People began to get very worried. What? It's scary. It's unknown. It seemed harmless, I guess, right? But it can't be right. That can't be normal. Well... Ollie hadn't been affected, and none of his other animal friends had. Among the friends that he has that are talking animals, but his human friends had, Wally had, Wally the wizard, I mean. Neil, his friend, the police officer. Wally was not terribly surprised when he got a call from the mayor's office. Ollie got something strange going on in our city. Wonder if we could bring you in. We're honestly not even sure if it's a threat, but it is weird. I said, I'm guessing that you're talking about the shared dreams. I said, yeah, yeah. And I have nothing else to offer you as far as clues, I'm afraid. We figured out nothing. I said, well, that's okay. I'll get started. So first all I went, and they started interviewing some people about the dream. But the dreams they've been having. It's easy enough to find someone to talk to because everyone's been having it. It was literally everybody. They made some calls. And it seemed to be... It went out into the county. It wasn't like it stopped at the city line. And when Ollie realized that, 
he realized he might need to call the mayor in to help gather some data. So I said, if it isn't the city line, I wonder if it's a radius. And so the mayor had still had, had run, had run for election just a few, like a month or so previous. Now I asked, do you still have your phone bank system, you know, more or less intact? Can we, can we use your phone bankers to call, figure out how widespread this is? The mayor said, yeah, give me, give me a few hours, but yeah. When you say widespread, you mean how many people? No, 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 I want to know literally. I want to draw a map of where this is happening. I said, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's going to take me, I'll take a little bit of time, but I can probably get that started by the end of today and have an answer for you. Day and a half, two days. I said, all right, that'll have to do. In the meantime, Ollie went and spoke with a professor there at Hopkins, an expert on dreams and dreaming in the psychology department. Madeline Jacobs was her name. And she was happy to take Ollie's call and visit with him. She said, of course, you're not the first person to call me about this since it's come public. It's a weird thing, and I'm kind of the dream expert, although it's a funny thing to be considered an expert in. We don't, don't know. We just don't know that much about him. Ollie said, well, what could make a two people dream the same dream. I said, well, I mean, there's always stories of, you know, you hold hands with somebody and you'll dream the same dream, or you do some sort of chant. There's shamanistic rituals, but there's no hard evidence to support it, really. The only thing that can kind of work is if you... a really strong story. You make everybody that got told the story right before bed, dream about it. You see it in crisis scenarios where people, you know, when 9-11 when happened, the people all around New York were dreaming about towers and airplanes, but that's not, it still wasn't the same dream. And people I've talked to, it's, it's the same. And people are remembering more. That's the thing you should realize, Holly, if you're investigating this. People don't usually remember very much of their dreams. But these people are remembering, well, me too. I mean, the whole thing. And that's weird, too. So don't miss out on a weirdness. Oh, so that is good advice for my career, isn't it? Don't miss out on a weirdness. Well, if you think of anything, let me know. Well, there is something else. The, the human brain is all electrical waves. We can measure brain waves using electrical probes. So, if anything's doing this, it's got to be some sort of electrical, electromagnetic signal. It's got to be some kind of broadcast. If it's got a broadcast, it's got to have a source. That's what I'm thinking about, is that it's got to be some kind of, somebody's figured out how to beam 
a dream into somebody's head. That's my theory, anyway. That's what I've got. So, you know, run with that or don't. But I said, no, I'll run with that. I'll run with that. So they talked a little bit more about what kind of electronic signals the brain gives off. If you could reverse it, like an antenna on a radio. Then Ollie went walking. He's pretty stumped. Okay, it's affecting humans, but not affecting any animals that I can tell. It's affecting everybody. It's changing not just what people dream, but how they dream. What could it be? What could it be? It was a strange case because there were leads literally everywhere. All the people around them were having the same experience. Lots of leads, very few clues. Ollie took down some notes about, well, you know, about what the dreams were. Different people were able to remember more, like further back in the days. They were all kind of classic weird dream stuff. It was the dream with the squirrel and the table at the coffee shop. It was a dream about a rhinoceros getting stuck in the library. It was a dream about building a garden shed with your ex-landlord. And there was a dream about going back to school. And kind of going back in that order, backwards in time. Stumped. Oh, I'd gone around all day trying to talk to people. Hadn't gotten anywhere, so I called the mayor and gave an update, and everybody went off to bed that night, except for the animal, talking animals. That night, everybody dreamed that they were a pro skateboarder, except their wheels were made out of noodles, and it was the middle of a big competition. Yep, it's another weird nonsense dream. But at about noon, I got a call from the mayor. Ollie, I've got a map for you. Why don't you come downtown? Well, I came downtown. And indeed, people, the, the, the phone banking network had called around and around. And after not very long, a clear pattern had emerged. There was a circle, a big, pretty symmetrical circle a little bit bigger than the city itself. And everybody inside that circle was having these dreams. And on the edge, some people were having them, some people they weren't, but it faded off pretty quickly. People outside of the circle didn't have any idea what they were, the callers were talking about. The mayor said, well, it stands to reason that if this is the circle, then whatever it is, it's got to be right in the middle, all I said. They're broadcasting something. So they looked. It's just a warehouse district. Could be anything. And they said, do you want police support? I said, no, well, not yet. Maybe, maybe they could be a few blocks away and I sneak in. I said, you got it. You've done this sort of thing before. 
So they went to the warehouse. The police waited a few blocks away. And then I climbed up. A little bit beaten up. There's some broken windows, so Ollie was able to get in easily enough. Inside was a big open space. Right in the middle. Well, that had to be it. A big, crazy-looking device. About one and a half stories tall. And then sticking out of the top of that was more length of wire and cable. It had several rings going down this spire. And the whole thing was humming with electricity and energy. Next to it, with a bunch of thick cables running back and forth, was a big battery power supply box with a computer on it. A few feet of that, away from that, it's a queen-size bed. But what all I didn't see was any people. He radioed to the police people, I've got, I found the thing, but I don't see the people. So all I waited. It was evening. So I figured people were going to be getting out of bed, and if this thing was going to be broadcasting dreams, then they have to show up soon. Sure enough, somebody walked in. All by themselves. All he watched as they walked over to the computer. They spent a little bit writing, typing. And then he saw the person was putting prompts into one of those AI illustration bots. Pulling out pictures and sending those. Assembling everything. All I was guessing to be sent over to the to the broadcast. And the person laid down, clapped their hands twice, and all the lights went out. Within a few minutes, all I heard snoring. The person didn't look big or scary or dangerous, so all he climbed his way down, got himself at the foot of the bed, and said, Excuse me, I have a question for you. The person shot up, shot up like a bolt. Ah! Ah, who are you? What's going on? And they clapped. The person jumped even more, seeing a talking octopus at the foot of their bed. Dad, what are you... What's going on? Why are you interrupting my experiment? I said, your experiment? I don't think you have permission to broadcast dreams across a whole city. Said, what? I said, you didn't have permission to broadcast dreams across an entire city. The entire city? You don't mean... You mean, it's not just, it's not just working with me, it's working for, for everybody. I said, what are you talking about? What does this machine do? So, well, it's supposed to beam dreams into my head. It's an experiment. I'm a neurologist. But I thought it was, I thought it was just beaming dreams into my head. It's been dream, being, beaming dreams into everyone's head. I said, well, yeah, look at the power you got hooked up to this thing. It's 16 feet tall. Yeah. It's like a three-mile radius, man. I said, oh, that's not good. That's not good. Are people freaked out? I said, yeah, people are freaked out, man. You got to get a permit for this. Would you? I said, look, 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 look. I'm in trouble, aren't I? I said, yeah, the police are, like, surrounding the building. I said, well... Do you believe me? Well, I said, yeah, I think I do. 
But all right, I'll turn myself in. I didn't mean to scare anybody. But you gotta understand, this is also really exciting. This it succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. This is my greatest moment of triumph. And I guess I'm gonna go to jail for my greatest moment of triumph, but that's still pretty cool, you have to admit. Well, I said, you know, it, it, it is. It is pretty cool. But maybe next time, you're a little more slow and careful. And that was the story of Ollie and the common dream. <laughs>